Brandon. Hey, Alan. This is Dice Over Everything, and today we're going to talk about... I Go, You Go versus alternating mechanics in tabletop games. Yes. So, um, this is one of those big general kind of topics about um, mechanics in games that uh, shift how the game plays entirely. And there's a couple of, of things... Um, yeah, do you want to explain? Explain go, one go, versus what, what, the what other. This, what, we, what we even mean by saying "I go, you go." So I guess if you're not, if you've only played a couple games, or if you're not like deep into the ideas of the mechanics behind games, these terms wouldn't come up. But in "I go, you go," like the very extreme of it is, I activate my whole army. I make almost all the rolls, and mm-hmm. then once I'm done my turn, you take your whole turn. You move your whole army. Mm-hmm. You do everything you want to do, and I. I kind of go grab a pop, I walk off. No, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's basically one guy's going and the other guy is waiting at, okay. the, at the biggest extreme. And then the other one is uh, alternating uh, activation, mm-hmm. and that is basically kind of the opposite. So all of these miniatures games are, are uh, turn-based, right? So I, with the alternating, you can either maybe activate one thing, then uh-huh. I activate one thing, or you activate a group, I activate a group. And you keep on going back and forth. You go back yeah. and forth rather than doing your whole army at once in alternating. Yeah, so I was, I'm trying to think about games outside of miniatures games that have this kind of thing. Cricket and baseball, I guess, are kind of like I go, then you go. You go. I guess cricket is more like I go, you go, because often, I don't know, it's like, it switches three times. But... Okay. No, it's basically like a round, right? Each round, I do all of my batting, and then you do all of your batting, right? Are, are, are you sure the nerds <laughs> listening are going to understand sports references? I don't even understand the sports you, reference. This is a terrible idea. What have I done? Do I, do I know how baseball works? Wait, no. No. I said cricket, so maybe less people know, so less people will call me on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my brother-in-law will be like, you don't know what you're talking about, which is true. Uh, yeah, so let's... Okay, so let's go back to the the tabletop. The things references. we understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, forty k, uh, Warhammer forty thousand, um, is an I go probably the most famous. First of all, miniatures game, yep. and also the most famous I go you go system because every round I I choose all of my guys, I move them all, then I attack with everyone, mm-hmm. and then it's the opponent's turn to go. Well, once I'm done attacking, and if if my opponent has an army left then they can come back and then move all their guys and attack. Yep, so potentially you could wipe their whole army off in one fell swoop. Yeah. But but the the other side, I guess, the other I guess popular game on the other side would be a game like X-Wing. So in X-Wing, uh, we kind of are going alternating uh, through this initiative system. Mm-hmm. And then on every phase, you're kind of going back and forth. So I move one ship, and then you move one ship, and then I fire one ship, and then you fire one ship. So, so in that game, you make you alternate making all your movements, mm-hmm. and then you alternate making all your shooting. Yeah. So you can kind of, the phases can be divided up like that. Yeah. Or possibly you could divide it up, like X-Wing doesn't do this, but other games do. Like Malifaux. Where, where the guy moves and then activates, and then it switches over to the other guy, and they make yeah. a move and an activation all at once. Like where the phases are all based on per model, whereas you don't divide the phases up. Yeah, so um, let's go, first of all, let's cut to to the chase. No, wait, which one do you prefer? And then we'll talk about it so that everyone knows our biases before we get dive in. Okay, up front, I prefer alternating. Yeah, definitely. Alternating is better. You heard it here. Uh (laughs) You can't make me change my mind. 
So I guess we could probably talk about why one might be better than the other before we go uh-huh. too far into sort of what games do one different yeah, before ways. Before we just trash I Go You Go and say how it's terrible for everything, uh-huh. even though actually a bunch of my favorite games and my favorite game is I Go You Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. So after that bias, I would say that sitting... Well, when you have your turn, you get to sit there, you get to do everything, but you're kind of playing by yourself because your you opponents... Can, yeah. It's a lot of it is just playing by yourself because your opponent's like responses are fairly... could be Can be fairly limited. I guess that's the entire point, or that's mm-hmm. the entire definition of I go, you go, is mm-hmm. that I'm activating and I'm doing everything and making my decisions. Yeah. And not, once I've done all my decisions for my group, then it's the opponent's turn. So oftentimes when you have a, a war game, there's a lot of things and decisions and things you have to do. You have to move all your guys, you have to attack with all your guys, and you have to decide all these kind of moves, maybe special abilities. And if you do that literally army-wide, that turn can be like 20 minutes, half an hour possibly even, where your opponent is not They don't really, have to make decisions. They yeah. don't have to do much at all. They're kind of just waiting. Yeah, they're just witnessing you, mm-hmm. right? And so they just sit there and... and we were, we, we were just playing a War Machine game, right, uh, a while ago. And this is another uh, pretty big I Go, You Go game, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a certain points because it's a very thinky game, I was literally sitting there thinking for like 20 minutes, and I, and I was really engaged because I'm trying to figure out this puzzle and move my guys and do this kind of thing. But my puzzle was already solved for me, so I had nothing or to do. Or you didn't even have anything to do because I'm still working nope. through my turns. So you don't even know what it's gonna, what the board state is going to look like mm-hmm. when I'm done fully, right? So War Machine, I guess, tries to solve that by putting people on clocks. But if you have the time left on your clock, so yeah, nothing stops you. So a time you. limit for mm-hmm. your uh, decisions. The yes. same kind of thing. Like in a lot of games like chess or these kind of things, right? Yeah, or you've got like the, the sand timer. Mm-hmm. But in War Machine, if you have those 20 minutes available on your clock on the last turn, you're free to take them. I mean, mm-hmm. for your opponent, it's not terribly entertaining to and see that- you win the game or lose the game <laughs> because the plan in those 20 minutes didn't, you couldn't, like it just didn't work in 20 minutes. So uh-huh. now the game's over because you lost on the clock. Yeah, that's, that's a, a terrible, I, I don't like clocks. Like, I, I can see why you need them to encourage people to go faster. At the same time, though, that doesn't really solve the fundamental issue of me just sitting there wait, watching you. And, you know, people always joke when they play War Machine, less with 40k for some reason, but uh, with War Machine that while you're doing your turn, I'm just going to go and get get lunch, right? Mm-hmm. I think they usually say get a Coke or something like that. Because or... that's what the game store sells. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But literally you could get lunch because it's like sometimes 20 minutes and the only engagement they're going to do is like... Uh, they tell you which boxes you have to mark, which what the damage was on your beast, and you have to mark the damage. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, could you make some tough rolls for me? But that's literally, you're not, you don't have any decision points. You're literally just rolling dice, right? Yep. And I think... So I guess the other big game that's like that is 40k, mm-hmm. where you roll your bucket of dice, mm-hmm. and then they get to roll their bucket of dice. Yeah, it's a little, it feels a little bit more engaging, because in War Machine... The only time you roll dice on your opponent's turn is the tough rolls, right? Yep. But with 40k, you are always rolling your You get to roll your saves. armor, whereas in War Machine, you don't even get to roll your own armor. They yeah. break, they have, your opponent breaks through your armor. Yes. Which yeah. in reality, it's not different, but just the feel of being able yes, to roll exactly. the dice to save yourself, it kind of feels better that way, and that's, even though it's the same. That's kind of the thing with 
what what I feel like if you take that to its natural conclusion is why I feel like alternating uh, activation is better mm-hmm. because you feel more engaged. You feel like you're responding to your opponent. You're not just sitting there for 20 minutes. Like even if it's I don't know if you have to wait 20 minutes for your opponent to move, everyone disengages. I played so many board games where if a guy spends 20 minutes, you might as well not be playing. No like yes, you 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 might have thought of a brilliant plan, but more likely the reason why you won is because everyone just stopped wanting to play. <laughs> They're just yeah, like, yeah. you're going to spend 20 minutes in your turn, sure, you will. Have it. Uh-huh. Have it, exactly. <laughs> so I guess in 40k, they sort of, they mitigated that a little bit by putting an Overwatch way back in the day. So you sort of yes. have the choice to get some activation on your opponent's turns. You have decision points, right? Mm-hmm. So you're breaking it up. So in some ways, this is a little bit of like alternating activation because I do something, uh, but and you get a limited... Uh, ability to do something back in response yep. and that that is more engaging because now you actually have to watch what your opponent is doing you can't just totally disengage even though the reaction might be sort of automatic if it's like an overwatch based mechanic where you shoot back at the thing that just moved or you just not to decide not to yeah for some reason <laughs> exactly well you want to wait for someone else to move right mm-hmm. uh and the current edition of uh eighth edition uh does uh, 40k doesn't have overwatch yep. uh they have like an automatic overwatch if you charge them which is it's again fake decision points because you're always going to do it because they could roll themselves and it would be no different yes and you always do it if you can't if like there's no if it's there there's no there's no downside so the same way of dividing armor saves between who gets to roll it exactly it's an artificial way Mm -hmm. which to be fair works right it's uh, in a psychological way it does make you feel more engaged and it's a good gameplay mechanic where you don't feel like your guys just sit there and get charged and just like twiddle yeah, their thumbs exactly. while the orc horde runs them over. <laughs> yes. So for gameplay wise it makes sense it too. It feels less like Rochambeau mm-hmm. even if it kind of still is. Yes. <laughs> um, but the other thing is they also with 8th edition they have uh, command points. So command points allow you to use uh, a limited resource mm-hmm. uh, in response to reroll dice. Which is now actually you are making decisions because you have limited number, so yep. you have to decide what you're going to do it. And there's all these like special stratagems, in my opinion, way too much. I think we talked about this before, but uh, of being able to choose a stratagem in response to what your opponent does to do something different, right? To to respond differently or, or empower your guys to react. So they did add some level of interaction in the game. So it's not 100% I go, you go. It's 95%, which even even adding that little (laughs) bit, you would say, makes makes a big difference. It's a bigger deal to get you engaged into the game. And keep you engaged during the other person's turn. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So let's go on the other side. Well, do we want to keep going with the I go, you go? With our our favorite Infinity? We can't forget that. All right, yeah, sure. Uh, Infinity. Technically, this game is, I guess, I go, you go, because I go on my turn, and I have a certain number of orders uh, that I can activate on my turn, and, and I do you spend all... them all, and I have no orders. Yep, and then after I'm done, then we switch, and now mm-hmm. your opponent or uh, gets to spend, get all their orders and spend them all. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes it kind of like different is because, like we talked about Overwatch, Yep. Uh, is... In Infinity, whenever I do something, the opponent whose turn it actually isn't. Whichever model sees, you yes. making your spending an order, using it on a model, anyone that sees that model gets to make a reaction. And the reaction is not just fire or not fire. There's actually a number of different things they can do, which is what makes it interactive, right? If it was literally just always fire, mm-hmm. that's 
that's the same thing we're talking about the illusion of of engagement when it's not really when it doesn't matter who rolls the role yes like you're always just going to do it but because you have a number of things you can dodge sometimes you can hack you can use different weapons if you if you yep. have different ranges uh, you you can alert your your friends if you yep. you want to make the sacrifice with that guy because yep. somebody jumped your squad in the back and then after the roll if you survive or if you get hit and survive you you need to choose whether you duck into the cover or you stay out or there or you, you try and tell your guy just hang in there exactly yep. and so there's there's some sort of interaction all the time right so every single time my opponent moves actually I'm actually doing a limited it's it, like when you're doing your uh, uh, non-active turn mm-hmm. um, you have a limited set of things but it's actually a lot of but there's still a lot do. to pay attention to yes so it makes the game uh, more uh, engaging just with and this is just the I go you go dynamic let's not even go into the fact you can kill your opponent you can on their win turn. on their turn mm-hmm. <laughs> you can eliminate your opponent's army on their turn yes it's, it's not unusual. Yeah, it, the, but that's an entirely different thing mm-hmm. than I go, you go, I think. Um, so, yeah, so that in some ways uh, is both, like, technically I go, you go, but in a lot of ways it's actually alternating activation, mm-hmm. right? Even though your activations are not exactly the same. But when you break it down to the individual model level, at that and point, decision point level yes. is the important thing. Whenever I make a decision, mm-hmm. my opponent has to make a decision in response. And so you're going back and so forth. So with the Infinity Arrow situation, like say you make the move, you make a move first, mm-hmm. and then your opponent is forced to make a choice of what they do. Yes. And then it comes back to you again for your choice of whether you're going to fire, yeah. trying to just keep running. So it, yeah. it goes back and forth yeah. in that way. So Every single activation and, of a model. And this is their why they... That their tagline is it's always your turn mm-hmm. and though technically it's not actually true and in the rules I have my turn and then you have your turn yeah like you could take your turn shoot everybody in the back and they don't get any choices <laughs> yes. it, could, it could happen but unless they survive and they can they turn, try around. To turn around and yeah. do all sorts of things mm-hmm. yeah so uh, before we go anything further in Infinity which we could go is, on all yeah, day yeah because that's our favorite game uh, at least right now let's go and look at uh, the uh, alternating activation mm-hmm. kind of games. So we talked about X-Wing. Yes. Um, so it's got sort of an initiative-based way of deciding who mm-hmm. goes at whatever point in the game. Uh, yeah, and I think the way that they do it is actually really cool. So the the, the way that uh, uh, X-Wing starts out is actually simultaneous uh, decision points at the beginning because you choose your dials, right? Yes. You choose a limited number of moves, the, the move that your, your ships are going to do, mm-hmm. at the same time as your opponent, and you hide them. So that part's actually not even alternating or I go, you it's go. It's actually simultaneous. Which is awesome. Yes. And then, That's one of the most fun parts about that game. I think it's basically the funnest part of the yes. game. Uh, and then after that, you go and go to this initiative-based system where you're going back and forth based on uh, the initiative of the ships. So all the ships have a different initiative, and so you go from the top level to the bottom level, and you kind of alternate between that. And that is... So you sort of know what order your opponent's guys are going to go in. Mm-hmm. So it helps with making decisions, and it's... Yeah, and you can still pair up guys if they're the same initiative, mm-hmm. right? So it makes so, things go pretty quickly. There's no like analysis. There's less analysis paralysis because of that. And so, also you've decided all your main moves at the very start yep. simultaneously. So the game could go on for lots of turns because of that, mm-hmm. just because... Also, there's only five, like, I don't know, 
three, three, three to five ships, three to eight ships, something mm-hmm. like that. Like a swarm is eight ships. So when you activate your whole army, it doesn't take that long. Cause yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that back and forth nature means that you're constantly engaged. Cause now, like I, even though I do my action, it's a small action, and even they break up the models' actions, like you were talking about, right? All the moves happen, and then all the firing happens, and the fo- the moves alternate, and the firing alternates as well, mm-hmm. right? So it's constantly going back and forth. So you don't have time to go up for a coke, right? No, because uh, it's not like your opponent does five actions and then. No, with, within one minute, it. max, you're probably going to be doing something. Yes, yeah, so that means that you're constantly engaged, you're constantly thinking about the next thing, uh, and that is, in my opinion, very much more engaging. You don't kind of uh, disengage from the game at any point. Mm-hmm. So in, in some ways, when you, because of that, you're constantly in the game, it kind of hypes up, right? You have the, the tension of the game and getting absorbed in the game stays steady, and it's kind of... Um, I don't know, keeps on... You, you stay in the zone, basically, throughout the game. Whereas when you go and play an I Go You Go game, oftentimes you're always worried... Well, you can be worried about your opponent if you take too long or if it's just long because you have a lot of dice to roll. Or you just have a lot of models on your you side. you just have a lot of mm-hmm. models you have to move. You're, you're worried that your opponent will disengage from the game. And there's nothing... Then it's just not fun. Yeah, there's nothing worse than like your opponent not caring about the game besides mm-hmm. maybe losing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why in that War Machine game that we played, I sat there for 20 minutes. And I only moved because I saw you getting bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I should go. I guess I can't just outthink this. There, there was no clock, so it's up to you to police yourself. Yeah, I didn't police myself very well. My bad. So other games with the alternating activations that... Mm-hmm. are pretty good games. I guess Frostgrave has gotten pretty popular too. We've played a, a bit oh, of that. I love Frostgrave. It's my second favorite game. Yes. And it kind of has like, you could say, it, it's alternating, uh, but you move in groups. So, so, it's, it's, so it's more of a force thing than an initiative thing. You're forced to move a yeah. set number of guys. Like you're forced to move your your head. Your, your wizard. Your, mm-hmm. And then you can move the guys around your wizard. And, and then, then your you, opponent moves his wizard. Yeah. And maybe the third player if you yeah. play three players which is the best way to play it yes it is and then you go do your apprentice and then you all go alter- alternate for that and then you go alternating between your individual guys or if you play Ghost Archipelago just all your remaining guys mm-hmm. uh, and so this in- is basically somewhere in between right and this kind of shows that I go you go alternating it's just nomenclature to show this kind of spread of different ways and there's like most games are somewhere along the edge it's not completely one thing or the other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always... There's a spectrum of them yeah, for how, how finely granulated they divide it. Yeah, and so... So Frostgrave, I think, strikes a decent balance with... Yes. You, it's basically sort of a third to a quarter of your army goes yes. at once. And then you alternate. And again, they have a limit of, like, I think 11, maximum 12 guys you can have on the table. Yep. Uh, but everyone has basically 10 to 12 guys. So uh, having that kind of alternating act- activation... It works, in my opinion, it works Yeah, it means great. you're paying attention to what your opponent's yeah. doing at that moment, and you're simultaneously trying to come up with a reaction to that, because you've got to see mm-hmm. what they do, because it can complete such a large portion of your yeah. army goes at once, mm-hmm. that you need to make a pretty big response to it. Yeah, so I think um, when we see that, the reasons why it matters that Frostgrave is somewhere in between is is the benefits. I, think, I guess we never really talked about the real what what we feel what I feel like uh, are the real benefits of I go you go versus alternating activation. We, we did say why alternating activation is better. You're 
constantly engaged, right? Mm-hmm. But what's great? What what's the problem of alternating activation? Oh, it takes time because when we go back and forth, you've got to like every turn or every time you take your activation, you have to decide. Oh, am I going to move that guy? Am I going to move that other guy? Mm-hmm. There's basically decisions come up every single time, which as we said, X Wing kind of solves it through initiative. Mm-hmm. But if there's no like solution like that, there's yep. a lot more analysis to be done every time you move a guy. So it and it's it's not just that it's um, every single time you make you can't make a plan for all of your guys because every single time once you move a guy, mm-hmm. your opponent can interrupt that and change it. Right. Yep. So you are constant. You basically have to think more. Right. Mm-hmm. Every single time you engage, you you choose a guy because the board state that's not under your control is constantly changing. Because your opponent moves a guy, right, or a force, or whatever, right. Yep. And then on top of that, just the the nature of saying, "Okay, I'm done. It's your turn," right. That takes time as well, right. Mm-hmm. So it does all of those things kind of slow down the game more with alternating activation. Um, yeah, you can't just put down your ruler, move a guy, move a guy, move a guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I go, you go, though. Obviously, you just move whatever you want, right. Everyone moves together, so it's a lot. Uh, faster, yep. right? And and that's kind of why I think you see a lot of the really really big lots of miniature games skew towards I go you go, and the smaller skirmish games go towards uh, alternating activation because if you only have ten guys, it's not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. If a game's a little bit longer, to if, if keep you, you engage. If every guy takes two <clears throat> minutes to move, that's okay in a in yeah. a skirmish game of ten twelve guys. Yeah, but when you have a hundred or more. Then it's, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if your yeah. orc boys took one minute to move each. Oh my god, yeah. Well, it kind of does when they did Kill Team, which is. Mm-hmm. Al- it's al- alternating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have very few guys. No, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Movement, is, movement is not alternating. Mm-hmm. But the shooting and the attacking is alternating. Yep, so that, that's another way of breaking the yeah. whole I go, you go, or alternating. Yeah, so down. F- uh, GW has. I guess seeing that kind of thing, even though a lot of their skirmish games were I go, you go. But their uh, newest version. They've now yeah, seen the other versions. skirmish games out yeah. there. And, and they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, uh, so, so, I guess we basically said it's a downside in terms of the time it takes. Yes. And it lends itself towards skirmish games, otherwise, it can get out of hand. Yeah, that's why I think when you have something in between, when you don't have 100 models, but maybe you have. 30 models, 20 models, somewhere in between where you have force organize, force activations where you move like five guys together, right? Yep. It starts feeling right, right? Because you have the, the right balance between speed but also engagement of your mm-hmm. opponent. And that's why I think Frostgrave, it's a little bit more guys, uh, Drop Fleet Commander, these kind of mid-level games where... Or you have a battle group of some sort. That's what they, yeah. that's what they call it in Drop Fleet. Yeah, exactly. Then you, mm-hmm. you activate those guys. I think that's... The way you want to do it, and in some ways, I guess it ends up breaking down to a certain number of, uh, what do you call it, movement groups, mm-hmm. to a manageable number, right? So, in fro- in drop fleet, you end up having six units, right? And technically, you could say each group of ships is just one unit, right? Yep. Whereas you and whereas uh, in miniatures, when you go down to the skirmish level, you still have six, maybe ten guys. Then it's possible to do, um, but you do one at a time at six guys. It's yeah. perfectly viable. Yeah. So to me, that that seems to be, I don't know, the way that I enjoy it at least. The way you want to do alternate activations to a certain number of groups to, to divide it up so that at least you mm-hmm. have that interplay. So I guess I would say that most games divide that up fairly well for the size of game they have. 
Like War Machine is large. It's got to play. You've got to move lots of guys at once, which is why we might think it's too large. Yeah. But yeah, there's a certain size where that if it takes twenty minutes or thirty minutes for you mm-hmm. to do your turn and your opponent's not doing anything, that's boring. Yep. You gotta at least fake it with the here. Now you roll damage rolls. Exactly. <laughs> to give them, you have to give them something time to do, or you've yeah, got to give, or you've got to give the interruptibility like the command yeah. points do. Yeah, I think that's why I think you'll see a lot more of the command points. I think one game that really started off did really well is Lord of the Rings. Uh, basically, your heroes mm-hmm. uh, can't. It's like command points. Your heroes can. Uh, spe- they have a set number for the whole game. But like three or something like that, uh, and they can interrupt uh, your opponent's move and your opponent's turn mm-hmm. to activate. So in Lord not of the... just them, but like all the guys around them. So in Lord of the Rings, you have maybe fifty guys on the board. No, less than that. No, okay. Uh, I think you can get up to fifty, right? I think mm-hmm. it's like thirty to fifty, something like that. Okay. Um, but when I move my guys, it's I go, you go. So I move all my guys. Mm-hmm. But if I move, um, and if I move, and my opponent has a hero. My hero, the opponent's hero can call like a heroic action, and then that uh, hero plus anyone within six inches can then do a, either a move or if it's the fight phase, it can do a fight, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it interrupts the normal flow of play. So not only does it make you feel like you're engaged, right? Because you it's also a limited resource, so you you don't want to do it all the time. Yep. Um, but it gives them something to do, and they can literally interrupt your turn, make it more engaging and alternating, even though you're moving everyone else. Plus, the added benefit is because it's tied to heroes, it makes heroes even more epic. It's not just the hero who's slicing off people's heads. It gives it's them the more he- of a story, more of an individual personality. Yes, and it, well, an ability to feel like they're leading your force. Because mm-hmm. you can, the only way you can counterattack, right, is if you have a hero who's leading the counterattack, yep. which is... In my opinion, it's great. It's a pretty cool mechanic. It's, it's very cool. I think Lord of the Rings is a very good game. So I guess different people... Glad like... I bought into it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. There's too many things, but yeah. Too much to paint. Yeah. Well, That's a different topic, though, how much things... Yeah, we can talk about that another paint. time. So I guess different sizes of games lend themselves towards like different mm-hmm. people like different things. So yeah. it's not like one's better than the other. It's yeah, one, technically. It's when you like you more interaction. I guess you go with further towards the alternating side of the spectrum mm-hmm. but if you want to have your grand moment in the sun not that you're a narcissist or anything <laughs> when you play those type of games yeah then you might sway towards more towards the I go you go so it's, and it's, it's different it's for it's a bigger ability to pull off like crazy Rube Goldberg-esque uh, combos like in War Machine mm-hmm. it's really hard to do that if it's not I go you go because your opponent is constantly interrupting you you can't claim that you're king of the world. It's like in Magic, if you're trying to pull off your combo and your opponent always has counter spells and he's mm-hmm. just able instance basically, mm-hmm. which I think makes Magic a great game. Without instance, I don't think it's yeah, it doesn't play as well. Anyways, that's that's an entirely different thing. All right, not so entirely we, different, but so I guess in the comments, let us know sort of what style you lend, what style you lay like. towards. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, if there's other big games out there that come to mind for you guys. Yeah. One more thing. If you want to check out our other podcasts, our website for the Star Piercer game, yes. and contact us on Facebook. Where are we at, Alan? Uh, we are at, well, the website is starpiercer.com. Yep. Uh, you can contact us by old school email at uh, contact at diceovereverything.com. If you want to find us on Facebook or follow us, we've, we're at Star Piercer Community. Yep. And honestly, we use the Facebook the most. So Please just get in touch with us there.
Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.